Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello and welcome to the podcast, um, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Talbot and today I'm joined by actually a friend of mine who I've known for a very long time. And I did, you know, actually, I was thinking about this, um, Pippa, when um, I first told you I was going to start a business as a personal stylist, was in a swimming pool with you when the kids were younger. So yeah. um, let me introduce you, everybody, to Pippa Savory. She is a high performance coach for professionals. So first of all, it is lovely to see you. Um, Tell everybody a little bit about that title, high performance um, coach for professionals. Just just tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So, um, well, thanks for having me, Lisa. And I totally remember that swimming pool incident. I I know. (laughs) So clearly, and it was such a long time ago. That's about 15 um, years ago. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We haven't changed at all. Um, (laughs) So high performance coaching is around helping professionals who are already successful who sometimes actually don't feel like they're successful so on the outside they have a great job title people look at them their family their friends and they look at them and think actually you know you've done really well but often inside they don't feel like that so I work with people who are either lacking confidence they're full of self-doubt or actually sometimes people have that in abundance but they want to be even better but essentially it's always centered around mindset and feeling good about yourself and always feeling good about yourself first before anything else um yeah so that's how I work with people and that's really interesting then what what you said because it's about sometimes f- from a clothing perspective people can portray the confidence in their clothing so we could look at somebody couldn't we and say wow that person looks really good and they look confident but underneath their the legs are going and the stomach's churning and that's all about maybe from my perspective they use their clothes as like a suit of armor mm-hmm. because they kind of portray something on the outside but the mindset is not quite in alignment with the body is it Absolutely. And I I remember so clearly when I first was um, promoted onto a board, I even at that level, and I knew that people were looking at me thinking, amazing, I would be going into the toilet before a board meeting taking rescue remedy. You know, I had the sharpest blazer on and I was looking the part. But actually, inside, I was thinking, why on earth am I in this room? Like, how did I get here? What, why, what, what am I so special? Why am I so special to be in this room? And I would, 
I would do that. I would take rescue remedy in the toilet before those meetings. I would make sure I wore like a high neck top because I used to get like this stress and anxiety rash and all those tactics I used to use. And it wasn't really until one, yes, I got more comfortable with it and more used to those meetings. But actually I realized, of course, I deserve to be there as much as anyone else in that room. And it wasn't until that moment where I thought, actually, take me as I am. And, you know, I'm not a polished person as a natural personality. I am who I am. And ever since that time, and I've just thought, actually, I'm I'm happy that I attract some people and people think, oh, look, you know, that's a good professional person. And equally, if I repel some people, I'm okay with that too. Um, But it is about matching how you think about yourself. And a lot of it's around identity, thinking I am good enough to be here. I deserve a place at this table and actually my clothes just make me feel they're just like the icing on the cake yeah the important important ingredients of what goes on in your mind but it's really interesting isn't it how there are so many people who who think exactly what you just said am I good enough and Mm. actually they may have had a, a career you know, spanning over two decades, three decades, they could even be just on their journey of, Mm -hmm. you know, work life or whatever, or coming out of a new business or starting a new business or something like that. But actually, there's always that self doubt of, am I good enough? But actually, we earn our stripes as we go along. So we are good enough. But it's just how we train our mind Mm -hmm. to think, yes, I am. Mm, yeah and I think a lot of people have these thoughts actually the more senior they get interestingly so you like you'll look at someone really senior and think wow look you know amazing I'd love to be like that yet that senior person sat there thinking crikey massive pressure can I do this self-doubt and and, uh, and it's so much around how we view ourselves and with each level of seniority or success or achievement people see on the outside it's just more pressure to yourself on the inside and, you know, we, we form these kind of stories about ourselves, not because we're not good enough, but because there's something that's happened. Um, there will be some kind of pattern that's happened in your life and that you may not even most of the clients I, I talk to come with one issue. And actually, it's a completely different issue. So until you start unpeeling, you know, peeling back what is going on in someone's mind, they don't realise that there will be something that's happened at some point that's informed their brain that that there's a story that they then tell themselves that either they're not good enough, they shouldn't be there, who am I to be here? All this kind of self-doubt, there'll be a reason for it. Mm. And, And that's the really interesting thing. And that's why I found this work so fascinating. You know, we're all born completely pure, completely pure of any thought. And it's only through experiences that informs our kind of subconscious brain of and that kind of dictates how we then see the answer and that's and that's what's really in and that's what's really interesting isn't it because even when you you kind of talk to other people if they've been involved in any kind of therapy or something like Mm. that sometimes the trauma goes back way 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 back and it's Mm. a trauma that's that, that actually ourselves 
they they we, we suppress we push down and it's only when suddenly you're like you said you might be talking about something else that the trauma from 30 years ago comes up because it's something that's been you know suppressed for years and years I think it's really interesting because from my perspective I see a lot of ladies who they they what they see in the mirror is not at all what anyone else sees because mm. they'll get dressed in the morning and initially they'll think oh goodness you know I'm not sure I like this jacket because it makes my shoulders look too big or mm. you know my trousers make my legs look too short but actually because that's what they're seeing back from the mirror but interestingly when someone else sees them they say oh I really like your glasses or I love those shoes you're wearing and then they start to think hang on a minute why are you not looking at my shoulders? Why are you not yeah. looking at the length of my legs? Because other people don't do that. They, you know, they see the person as a whole. So it's really interesting how some ladies have that effect as well. So they could be quite confident maybe in their role as a job or whatever they're doing inside, but they can't get the confidence right on the outside. So there's this this real disparity, isn't there, between both of them so it's about getting the that not not using the clothes as a shield as an as an armor but getting the mindset linked into the clothes so they come together because that's when it's powerful yeah definitely and if they're misaligned then that something always feels off whether that is a, a thought you have or not feeling particularly confident but you know it's not also not to say that every professional person that suffers from kind some kind of self-doubt or self-worth yeah um, has a kind of like traumatic incident they have to to work on it could be that you never identify anything like that but actually some you might not think okay when I was six I had this incident in the classroom yeah, yeah. it might not be that specific but there might be a feeling around what happened back then and actually then to, for example, it might be that somebody felt like in their, in at school, because actually up until the age of seven is when our most informed time, if someone was in um, a infant school and they wanted to put their hand up and they were shut down by a teacher, actually as a 40 year old woman, then in a meeting, you might be thinking, actually, I don't really, I want to say something, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah, yeah. And it could be linked to that moment, but you don't know that. But it's though it, when those things happen, that's when you know you're not in alignment. So you could be sat there looking really sharp, looking in the mirror, thinking I'm looking good, but actually still not saying what you want to say because you're not feeling as good on the inside as you as you appear on the outside. Um, so, yeah, it's not that everyone comes um, yes. to talk about this type of work and thinks, I remember this incident when it's just these feelings we have and these thoughts we have and stories we have about ourselves we need to unpeel and, you know, find out where they come from. People might think, I don't know where they come from. I just think that about myself. I've no idea. But actually, you probably have a better idea than you realise when you start really getting into the depths of uh, kind of reflecting on it. Um, and that's it's just amazing when people have these breakthroughs and they realise and then you think, actually, now I can change the way I think about myself. Yeah. So... But that's really interesting, isn't it? Because if you think about it, when if you're asked to do a presentation, whether it's on a stage to 5,000 people or whether it's just in a, um, you know, I don't know, in a room full of 10 people, a board meeting or something, it's really interesting because that's where sometimes the knees start to knock and people go, oh, I've got to do a presentation because all the eyes are going to be on me. 
Mm. And actually, that's where sometimes I see a lot of clients who say, right, Lisa, I want to feel absolutely fantastic in my clothes because when I do this presentation, I know if I feel good, I know I'm the subject matter expert, I know I have the knowledge, I'm going to feel so confident in when I stand up. So that's when, again, the, the clothing supports the person as well so like you said you have the alignment yeah yeah and I think that having been in that situation and had clients in those situations where they do you know they they wear something that makes them feel good and actually if going back to my first example of like if someone gets a bit of a rash or an anxiety or feels anxious in some way or they've got a part of their body that they really don't like and you know you help them wear the right stuff so they can take that problem off the table yeah the next thing might be okay. I know my, I know I'm an expert, but I don't want everyone looking at me. And what if I mess up? Or what if I do this? Or what if I can't remember? And like you know, so many times people practice and they know their their topic and they get on the stage or, or in the meeting and they're like, oh god, I can't remember what I was going to say. And, and then you leave and you think, why didn't I say that? And I yeah. knew what I had to say. And that is that's the mindset. That's the kind of sympathetic nervous system. It's called where you have this fight flight response. And actually, if you don't have the tools to really get that under um, control and reset that, and you can feel yourself getting nervous and anxious, if you don't, if you aren't able to reset that and calm yourself down, you will never remember anything because your brain is that is how your physiological body, you know, yeah. that's how it's set up. You just won't. You can you can know be the expert and not remember a thing in the room if you're freaking out inside. So it's those types of tools that you need to think, actually, and and, and the, the best thing you can do, the best thing you can do in that situation is the most simplest thing is breathe, like really deep. It takes something like 60 seconds, if that, to reset this nervous system to calm yourself down. And until that's calm, your brain can't think straight. Yeah. It's just it just can't so deep breathing, like six or seven deep breaths in and out. And And the beauty of that, of course, is nobody knows you're doing it like if you're in a meeting you think actually calm down calm down and breathe deeply that's it really does help you that that's really interesting you you say that because whenever I present yes I prepare it all and I practice it all and but I never go in with any notes ever because mm. in my the way I prefer to do it is go right. I'm going to start with A, then move to B, then move to C, and I work through my presentation in my head. But I think because I've done it for so many years, you're mm. absolutely right. The people in the audience don't know what I'm going to be talking about, so they don't know I'm going to cover A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So if I miss out a bit of B, you're absolutely right. I I tend not to think. <gasps> panic I just go okay that's fine they don't know I've missed out partly yeah. I'll just carry on but that tip with you that you just said about that deep breathing it's interesting isn't it because when we talk about things like that sometimes you just think oh, I'm just going to keep talking then because they won't know but actually if you just go sit you know like those deep breaths mm. reset yourself you just go again because they you, and they those are just like the pauses isn't it people yeah. say sometimes just stop talking just pause and then go again and that's I think that's a that's such a good tip yeah and sometimes you know really thinking about a time when you felt really good like you delivered something really well you felt really proud of yourself for speaking up in a meeting or whatever it might be trying to anchor that 
Um, and I use a lot of kind of neuro-linguistic programming. So trying to anchor that into your body, that really amazing feeling, revisiting that, if you're starting to freak out in a situation, is like resetting yourself through the breathing and actually connecting to that moment where you felt really good and you've anchored that into your body somewhere. And it reminds you how brilliant you are. And actually you can do it and it's all good. And it gives you that confidence boost. And then you kind of, you're back on track again. So yeah, all these things help. And and of course, nobody knows you're doing it, which is even yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's almost a bit like having a your own little toolbox, isn't it? Yeah. Your toolbox yeah. of things that are going to help you in your, in all situations, whether you're catching the tube, whether you're walking into an office, walking mm. or, or, you know, doing a Zoom call with your, with a new client, that the toolbox that you can have of things that you can tap into when you need them most. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever works for you. I mean, I have a post-it note in front of me that says 80% done because I'm a perfectionist and I'm always like, everything has to be absolutely on point, but then that causes procrastination or makes me work 12 hour days because I'm like, it's not absolutely right. And I have to remind myself 80% done is better than not done at all. So it's just little things, whatever your little tips are that work for you and everybody's different just make sure you use them like no one knows that that's there yeah um, so like just they make... do now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I've said I don't care take me as I am it's there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's just these these small tools you're right it's like your own personal toolbox of things that you can use to to help you and and you know as time goes on and you get more experienced in these things and and their kind of impact and, and the hold that they have on your anxiety levels actually mm-hmm. wears off in the end you know it, it kind of fades away because you know that you as you repeat these things that you've got it and you're fine and it's not always perfect and I think that's the other thing of like coming into a meeting thinking okay I've, I'm gonna do this today I'm gonna do that today and I've got it you know and then, and then you leave and you think because most professional people, of course, um, criticise themselves and mm-hmm. beat themselves up about things. And you leave thinking, oh, I, if only I'd done that, or I wasn't quite good enough at that, and I didn't really get that message across. It's actually this whole kind of self-forgiveness thing, thinking, actually, it was, I did really well. And I know next time, actually, maybe I'll focus more on that. Or the other thing I always think as well, and talk to clients about, is when you're going into a situation where you feel like you might not be completely 100% of it, is really kind of tune into, I always think, begin with the end in mind. So how is it, what is it you want to do? And you're leaving that situation, meeting, interview, whatever it may be. How do I want to feel when I leave there? What do I want to be thinking about myself, about the situation? What do I want to have achieved? And really like visualize how you want to leave. And then work your way back thinking, okay, if that's what I want as a, they're my success factors of this event, what, how can I mitigate anything that might get in the way of that? So what is the goal? How do I want to feel and and get out of this? What are the steps I've got to take? What is going to get in the way of that? Let's break that down and work through it and make sure we mitigate that. So yeah, it's, um, it's a process. But then that's but but then when you even when you're talking about that now, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas for for some of us who might not have been involved in that side of it, it makes so much sense. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, yeah. Because no matter what I do, actually, I don't ne- I don't always look at the end goal. 
I might know what I want to create or what I want to achieve for a client or or whatever. But and actually, that's really interesting. I've just kind of talked myself into that because I always say to a client, what do you want to achieve? So there's the end goal. Yeah. So the end goal is, do you want, um, I don't know, 55 outfits from your existing wardrobe? Do you want three new pieces when we go shopping? Mm. So actually, if you have the end goal in mind, you kind of know what, you a know what your success is going to be because if you hit those goals then bingo you've got the success but actually along the way you know what you're aiming for it's a bit like isn't it if you say I really want to go to Barbados in Mm -hmm. July and then you go right okay but how am I going to get to Barbados well I've got to work x number of hours Mm. I, you know, I want to take the family. I want to go business class or, or whatever. Mm. You, you have a goal in mind, isn't it? Of yeah. Whether you're buying a house or whatever. So it's really interesting what you said with regards to that. Having a goal makes makes the process yeah. more achievable, doesn't it? Definitely. I mean, having that vision. If you don't know what you want from whatever it is you're doing, how do you know? How can you properly plan on getting there? Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter whether it's a holiday, a, a really good meeting, a new wardrobe, whatever it is, and like mitigating the stuff that's going to get in the way because we're very good at saying, this is what I want to do. Okay, I want to go to Barbados in July business class. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you think, actually, what do I do need to do to get there then? Okay, well, I need to, like you say, work these hours or do whatever, save this money, but actually what could get in the way of that and and that's the question we don't often ask ourselves what could get in the way okay well what if I you know what if I don't get enough work or okay so how can I try and mitigate some of that Mm -hmm. stuff what if this it's the those bits that actually need to break down and probably like in your case if if someone a client says actually my end goal is um I just want to feel more confident I want to try something different I want to have a new wardrobe I want to like really have a signature style or whatever it may be what could get in the way of that okay well I'm just really used to wearing this color and this style and okay so why do you do that what would it mean if you wore something different and kind of really rather than just the practical steps it's the mindset that goes with it yeah yeah and what is going to get in the way so what are you telling yourself and that's really interesting it because everybody tells themselves something different because as much as you know in some cases, we want to do something different. There's sometimes things that hold us back. So mm-hmm. it's a bit like, yes, you know, um, you know, personally, you could go, I want to achieve this. But actually, you've got to get your mindset aligned to achieving that end result. Because yeah. if you don't get your mindset right, if they, what's that saying? If you've always done what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. So you have to change your mindset to get to that point. And it's interesting, isn't it, from a a business person's point of view, a professional person, it could be that, you know, the goal is to deliver an amazing presentation that everybody buys into what they're talking about. And it, I don't know, it could result in more sales. It could result in a promotion. It could. So again, it's about going, right, what do I need to do to get to that really good performance? Mm. It could be, you know, I don't know, it could be a business merger. It could be anything, but then then using what's the, mitigating circumstances that might get in the way in the run-up to that and it's 
it, yeah, it's so interesting when you yeah. talk like that. And that's where, yeah. from my perspective, getting that mind. Now, even more talking to you now, I get more about the mindset side of it. Whereas mm. obviously I'm more about the clothes, but actually yeah. to have them in in line and for my clients as well to have a mindset that goes, I'm open to change is more is so, so important. Because if you have someone who goes, yeah, I want to go shopping and I want X, Y, Z. But if within four weeks they've reverted back to that, then in a way it's it's not changing their mindset, is it? Yeah, yeah. So what is it that's made them revert back? Is it because they're thinking, oh, everyone's going to be looking at me going, yeah. oh, my goodness, she's trying a new style or yeah. judging me or in some way and, and being OK with that. So, um, yeah, they it, once they're in alignment, I think if you have professional women, men, but in this case, professional women who are looking good on the outside, feeling amazing on the inside, it's such a powerful force. Not a lot can stop you when you're in that space. No, agree. It's it, and you know I love that, and I think that's probably the best place to stop our podcast today because <laughs> it's oh god, we we've covered so much because it's the mindset side of it, and you know the I love your tip about if you're doing anything, you know, just just almost pressing a bit of a pause button mm. and going right, just pause it, just carry on, and it's it's such a great thing to mindset. There's so much to it, Pippa, isn't there? There is, yeah. and there's. Yeah, we talk about mindset a lot, you know, about the positive mindset. But there's so many intricacies in getting to that point. But mm-hmm. in doing, like like you said, you're having a little bit of a toolbox and things like that, you can achieve it very, very easily. Yeah. It's it's as well, isn't it? It's having the, the tools and the people to help you get to that. So from my perspective, the clothes match, the mindset, the positivity, because I think then you you have so much of a more powerful presence about you yeah definitely and everyone's different you know the the breathing thing works it's a universal tip but actually everyone's stories are different that they tell Mm -hmm. themselves and the reasons why they do that so um yeah it's um it's a courageous uh woman who goes down that road but actually the rewards are amazing once you get there so yeah oh perfect before we finish Pippa where can everybody find you where's the best Um, place to link up with you I would say the best place is LinkedIn Hi, um, Pippa Savory. So yeah, you can find me there. Okay. And in the show notes for anyone who is listening to the podcast in the show notes, well, are all the details of Pippa anyway. Um, Pippa, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. It was a little bit of a different one for us, but it was just brilliant. Really, really eye-opening. So thank you, Pippa, so much. Um, everybody, I hope you enjoyed it. Come back next week for another episode and everybody have a great day. Thanks, Pippa. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about working with me, then why not book a discovery call with me via my website, lisatalbert.co.uk. And I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye bye.